Welcome to the Early Retirement Show. If you are a longtime listener, thank you. And if you are new to the show, as a reminder, this show is dedicated to helping you retire early, otherwise known as the show dedicated to helping you understand what you have to do to be in a position where you are financially free, where work is now optional. So whether you are a few years out from retirement and you just want to know everything to prepare for that big date, or you're new in your journey and you want to get a head start on maximizing what you've worked so hard for throughout your life, this is the show for you. So we discuss everything from investments to taxes to insurance and everything that comes in between. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. Welcome back, as always, to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. Thank you all for the recent reviews. It's so fun to read those and see how I'm helping you become financially free, which, as a reminder, is when you're no longer in a position where you have to worry about money. It has nothing to do with how much you have. Um, it's just about your strategy and mindset. And ultimately, this podcast was made so that you can optimize your financial life and achieve more of whatever it is you want to achieve. So today's episode is a fun one. It's the five things I wish I knew, and not just knew, but implemented when I was younger. And so we're going to hop right into that. As a reminder, you can always submit a question on the website, earlyretirementpodcast.com, and I'll answer that for you in a future episode. So let's hop right in. So number one, tip number one, is have a plan as soon as possible. Now, I don't mean have a plan like a 40-page document or 50 pages about here's everything that I have from a financial standpoint that I'm hoping to achieve. Now, if you have that, not a problem, but I think one page will do just fine. And when I say have a plan, it really means have goals. What are your goals? Is it to retire early? Do you love your job and never want to retire? Okay, that's important because if you do and you never want to retire, you might not need to save as much. And you go, but then if I don't save as much, Ari. I won't have as much in retirement. You go, well, if your plan is to work forever and you love the company, well, then why are we saving at all if you're going to work forever? Now, I just use this example because it doesn't fit for anyone. No one wants to work forever. Most people don't, I'll say. Um, There are a few people like me who do enjoy work very much and don't see a day that they want to stop, but who knows? And so most people want what's called financial flexibility, where they just say, you know what, no matter what's happening in life, I don't have to worry financially because there's enough other crazy things happening, especially right now in life that you go, hey, I just want to have a plan. And so number one, is have a strategy. What do you want to achieve? Do you want to retire early, change careers, whatever that may be? Tip number two, this is one that might seem obvious, but keep debt to a minimum. Try to always pay it off. Now, you've of course heard of good debt and bad debt, and if you haven't, things like bad debt, credit cards, and having kind of not luxurious, meaning luxurious is bad. It's nothing wrong with having a luxurious car if that's where you value um, putting your money. But taking on excessive mortgages that might not be necessary, okay, that's something that I'd say, hey, try to keep it to a minimum. But if it's going back to school, well, okay, that might make a whole lot of sense because that would be seen as good debt or just getting into a home because that's just been your dream. Well, that's not bad debt. Bad debt are things like those crazy credit card payments and really overindulging, I would say, in luxuries that you don't maybe need um, in taking a payment plan. and So just try to keep debt to a minimum. 
That's tip number two. Tip number three is have a budget. Now, you might have heard from a different episode that I view budgeting differently than a lot of people and similarly to a lot of people because there are so many different articles and opinions and ways of how to budget. And to me, the easiest way when it comes to budgeting is simply automate. Try to take as much out of your hands as possible because you've got enough going on in your life. Let's say $2,000 hits your paycheck every two weeks, or if you want to recreate that in retirement, well, have a budget. When the money comes in, let's say you've got $2,000 coming in um, every two weeks, so $4,000 a month coming in every month. Well, right when that paycheck hits, is there a certain amount that's going towards food? Is there a certain amount that's going towards paying for grandchildren's college? Is there a certain Just start to have a clear sense of your budget, and you might be saying, hey, my, you know, utility is different every month and my food you go hey i've got a good sense of that because i budget the same way so understand hey what are your non-discretionary expenses what never changes what are expenses that do change but from a budgeting perspective and a financial freedom perspective when you have an understanding of your numbers and you're very easily able to say based off of what comes in i've got automatic procedures in place so that x amount goes to this investment account that's for my long-term home X amount goes here for retirement. I've already got X amount coming out to my 401k. Or maybe you're in retirement and you say, hey, for me, budgeting is about understanding how can I best spend my money and what are the tax implications of bringing in income. So budgeting is different based off of where you are in your life, but ultimately it's about having a clear sense of your numbers. That's tip number three. Tip number four Have an emergency fund at all times. This seems simple, but the last thing I want you to have to do is you want to you want to change careers. And you go, oh, all my money's locked up in these investments that have done really well. I don't want to pay excessive taxes on them. Great, let's avoid that. Always have about three to six months worth of living expenses on hand because it's just going to provide flexibility. Ultimately, what that emergency fund is, is it represents freedom. What if you're in a bad relationship? You want to leave. You need funds. There it is. What if you want to change careers? There it is. Have that money. And yes, I can already hear some of you saying, Ari, what about inflation? You talk about that in all of your episodes and Instagrams and YouTube. And yes, inflation is certainly real. But to me, I would happily kind of take that inflation mindset of, hey, if we're not investing for the long haul, we're losing our money. See, that's completely correct. I personally will happily take away some investment gain potential investment gain in exchange for the flexibility to use those funds right away should an emergency occur. The extra hurdle to me is not worth it by having that money in your investments growing. Um, Although it's growing, it's certainly important is, hey, have the majority of your wealth growing, protected from inflation. Give up some investment gain by having it on hand should you need it. So that's the fourth tip. The fifth and final tip is invest in yourself. People think real estate can be a great investment. It can. People think the market can be a great investment. It can. But those are what I would call supporting investments. Ultimately, invest in yourself and you will be the most profitable investment that you have. You have time on your side and you might be saying, hey, I'm retired and that doesn't apply to me. Wonderful. How can you invest in yourself from a health perspective? Can you get a different gym membership that you've been wanting? Can you say, you know what, I'm going to spend extra time with family members that I wouldn't have done before or volunteer or whatever it is that you want to do. 
ultimately investing in yourself financially or non-financially is most important and the market is a wonderful tool to assist in that i personally love the stock market because i do not have to personally attend meetings of course i can do my research and understand how i want to be positioned but i don't have to attend meetings there's no extra work and Additionally, with real estate, it can be a wonderful investment. Um, it can appreciate in value, it can provide income, but almost think of these, the market, the real estate, as supporting investments to you. Because ultimately, the skill throughout your career, your craft, investing in yourself, that will be most profitable, speaking, over time. And so that's what I would invite you to do is invest in yourself, both financially um, as well as your health, of course. Um, that is, that is, of course, most important. So that's it for today. Those are the five tips that I wanted to walk through. You can always submit a question if there's something you want me to answer in a future episode, earlyretirementpodcast.com. And if not already, um, please go ahead and rate it, review it on the Apple Podcast app. That's how more people find the show and share it with a friend if it's been helpful. So thank you so much and I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. If that was helpful, please do subscribe, leave five stars, rate it, review it, all that good stuff, and let me know how I can best help. I love answering questions, whether it's about taxes, investments, whatever is on your mind. I love seeing how I can best help you. So as always, you can submit a question on my website, personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co, and I'll see you all next week. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here, please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.